Welcome to Hindsight Hacking. I'm Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Cool, and you are listening to Hindsight Hacking, where we have talked to hundreds of entrepreneurs hacking their hindsight to give you clearer foresight. And now, as we still bring you the same great, amazing interviews each and every week, we are adding bits and pieces to serve you in such a great way. These bits and pieces are some mindset hacks, visibility hacks, traffic hacks, and more on the daily hacks. So we want to make sure that you have all the tools and all the resources that you need to gain more visibility and gain more traffic. And obviously, to get more sales. So head over to gethhhm.com forward slash toolbox to grab your free resources to get the help you need to get more. And if you're interested, after you collect all those freebies, because they're amazing, hit the link in the show notes and jump on our calendar because we definitely want to help you. Guys, we absolutely love the community that we've created with your guys' help, and we love all the hindsight hackers. So jump on in and get on our calendar. So without further ado, what do you say? Let's get to it. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Hindsight Hacking. And today's guest comes from our hometown in Colorado. And so we are actually in the same time zone. I'm super excited about that. But to introduce the one, the only Mr. Tim Fitzpatrick. Tim is an entrepreneur, business owner with an expertise in marketing. So yes, we absolutely had to talk to him. Over 20 years of entrepreneurial experience with a passion for developing, growing businesses. His company, Rialto Marketing, is what we're going to dive into today, along with some of the successes and failures he's had along the years, because just like us, just like others, just like you, there's been many. So Tim, welcome to the show. Corey, Ron, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, Tim, this is exciting. We don't get to talk to a lot of people from Colorado, so this is this is cool. But before we get kind of geeked out about that. Why don't sure. you tell the audience a little bit more about you and your company? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I, you know, my entrepreneurial journey started right after I got out of college. I had no idea what the heck I was going to do. And uh, I ended up getting involved in a wholesale distribution company that actually my dad had been in the business for a while. But there was no full-time employees. And I thought I was just going to help him out for the summer. Well, three months, three months into it, I was like, man, I don't want to go anywhere else. I, I'm loving this. Uh, and so I asked him if, you know, he'd, he'd continue to have me. And he said, absolutely. So I ended up taking over the day-to-day operations for that company, managed it for over nine years um, until we sold it in 2005. We grew at about 60% a year. Um, man, I learned more doing that in six months than I did in four years of college. It was just... Yeah, it was just, I loved it. We were selling consumer electronics. So we were selling home theater equipment, you know, distributed audio and all kinds of fun stuff. And um, after we sold, I worked for the company for another three years. And then I got laid off. Uh, so I got laid off by the company that bought us, which is wow. not, is more common than you might think. Yeah, um, That's almost like the guy from, uh, I guarantee it. The men's warehouse. Oh yes, yes, George Zimmerman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, it it happens. Um, you know, at the time they did me a favor. I was not happy at that point. I needed to do something else. They kind of forced my hand. So at the time, I decided to to get into residential real estate, which was this was about 2010 timeframe. Okay. Uh, when that happened, um, and. Most people would say, oh, my God, are you crazy? What are you doing? Uh, but I've always felt like there's opportunity in any market. And so I started, there was a lot of foreclosures in 2010. 
So I started knocking on doors for people that were in foreclosure or about to go into foreclosure. And I started doing a lot of short sale business where we were, you know, working with the banks to, to get uh, their house sold for less than what it was worth. And, you know, I learned a ton doing it. I was putting myself outside of my comfort zone every day. But after two and a half years, I was like, I, what, I don't, I don't like this. I'm mm -hmm. not enjoying this. And I'm not going to keep doing this if I don't enjoy it. So at that time, that's when I shifted gears, started what I'm doing now, which is Rialto Marketing. Um, I've had multiple shifts there as well. But, you know, now we're working with a lot of service-based businesses, just helping them simplify marketing so that they can grow without the stress. So that's that's it in a nutshell. So if you want to ask me anything, you fire away. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I got a list. Yes. <laughs> I love the way you, you were talking about it. And even on your website, if people go to Rialto uh, marketing.com, they can see this, but it's, you want to simplify things, right? Like you just said that, and, and so many people overthink it. I mean, Ron and I, with all the stuff that we do with podcasting, uh, and everything, we, we talk about frictionless, like that's our method. That's yes, our, like, I love how it. can we make this as simple and frictionless as possible to go and be in all the fun places, right? And, yeah. and so tell us more about the simplify strategy and, and why that's such a big deal for you to have it, you know, in every bit of messaging that you got. I think uh, as you as you mentioned, Corey, it's so easy for us to overcomplicate things, not just marketing, but just every anything in our lives in general. It's <laughs> so easy to overcomplicate them. And when we, when we overcomplicate things, it gets in the way of us getting results. Um, we just, you just can't do it. So we've got to boil things down into their simplest form. And what, look, I'll tell you, when I first got started Rialto Marketing, I struggled. I was struggling to market my own business, which is kind of funny, right? But there's so many marketers that are struggling to market their own business. It's, it's so common. And it's sad. I don't want people to deal with that. And so, you know, we have to get back to the fundamentals. I think the fundamentals in any discipline don't change. So if I'm going to stand up to the plate and hit a major league fastball, the fundamentals of being able to do that are the same today as they were 50 years ago. And it's the exact same thing with marketing or any other discipline in business or outside of that. It doesn't matter. There are no new fundamentals. They are the same. And so many people skip the fundamentals of marketing because they're not sexy. They're not cool. Hardly anybody talks about them. They want to get tactical immediately. You know, oh, I've got to have my website and I got to have my YouTube channel and I got to be on TikTok. Well, the problem is if you do that, you're building a house without a foundation. You've got to get the fundamentals in place. Those lay the foundation. Then you can build the rest of your marketing house from that. But if you skip the fundamentals, you waste time and you waste money and then you end up having to come back to those fundamentals. Yeah. I, one, there's a couple, there's a ton of things you just said that I love. One, Corey, I told you we have to get on TikTok. I've seen yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, he even said so. So yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Dance. We're like, that's part of what we do. Okay. No, but, <laughs> but no, I, I love that you're getting it down to the unsexy stuff. Right. And, and we, we completely understand that so many people, like we help people launch podcasts. Okay. Right. Yep. So, so many people want to just launch it and then have a daily show. One don't do that. 
Like that's the fastest way for you to burn out and fail. Yes. Two, two, bank some episodes so you have some breathing room, right? Yeah. But then the other thing is think about when you are completely slammed with business, right? Real business. Yeah. Are you going to have time to maintain that? Most right? people know. No, most people know. So it's it's very interesting. I'm going to move here. So sorry, I apologize. Um, <laughs> there's so many people that they don't they don't look at just the unsexy stuff, and they don't look at the things that they should look at. They just want to hit the home run right out of the gate, and that's the fastest way to strike out. So I loved all of those things, and it was opening day the other day, so we have to have some baseball. Yes, that's right. <laughs> nice. All right, so. Uh, with with that said, it, again, back to, to the simplifying, uh, you, you've got the, the triangle uh, the, that you focus on the target market, the messaging, and then you help build a plan. So walk us yeah. through some of the, the fundamentals uh, that that you help, you know, someone like Ron and I or someone like a CPA or or any of those business owners. You get them on sure. the phone, they sign up to join, and then you're walking through those three things, right? Yeah. So why call them the marketing strategy trilogy, your target market, your messaging, and then your plan to get that message in front of those people. And everything starts with your target market. You know, it's so many people, they get into business like, well, who's your, who are you working with? Well, are they breathing? Do they have a heartbeat? Do they have money to pay me? Yes. That's my client. And I think a lot of us make, have made those mistakes and we realize that not everybody is our client. We don't do great work for everybody. Sometimes people are just a pain in the neck and you don't want to deal with those types of people day in, day out. We have to have focus, right? You know, it's like even I bring up Amazon all the time, right? Now, it looks like Amazon targets everyone because, well, they, they do. Uh, but they didn't start out that way. Amazon sold books online. That was their niche, when they first started. And once they nailed that, then they started to expand into what we see today, but they didn't start out that way. And unless you have an unlimited budget, you cannot target everybody. You have <laughs> to have focus, right? If when you, when you know who you're trying to reach, you have focus and you know what direction you need to go. So we need to first identify who are we going to serve and how are we going to serve those people? And the easiest place to start for an existing business. So I'm assuming that you've got existing, you have current and you have past clients. I want you to ask yourself three questions. Okay. The first question is who do you enjoy working with? I already touched on it myself, man. If you don't like what you're doing day in, day out, who you're working with, they are going to make your days miserable. So work with people that you love working with. Second question you need to ask, who are our most profitable clients? If we're going to stay in business and we're going to make money, we got to work with profitable clients. And yet, frankly, if you're not making money, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice. You're doing your customers a disservice because you're not going to be able to continue to serve them. So you got to work with profitable clients. The third question I want you to ask is who do you do your best work for? If you work with people day in, day out that you know you can get great results for, they're going to be happy. They're going to want to continue to work with you do more work with you. They're going to want to refer you. So if you start and you ask yourself those three questions, you end up with a group of current or past customers that you answered positively to all three of those questions. I, I right? love 
Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So now what you can do is look at the demographics, right? The numbers, where are they located? What kind of jobs do they have? Do they make a certain amount of money? Those types of things. And you can look at the psychographics in that group. So their aspirations, the common problems they have, the outcomes or the results that they're looking for. And when you do that, inevitably what happens is one to three subgroups kind of bubble to the surface. Those are your ideal client types. So now you've got one to three ideal client types that you want to target. Now you're focused. You know who you're trying to target. Now you can start to look at, okay, I've got these one to three ideal client types. Now I need to figure out where they are. Now we can create a list because we know who they are. We know the demographics, what their thoughts, their feelings, the results that they're looking for. And we can create a list of where they are. That could be offline. Are they parts of associations? Do they belong to you know, specific networking groups? Um, are they located in specific areas? Those types of things. Online, again, are associations, groups, are they part of Facebook groups or LinkedIn groups? Um, do they follow specific websites? Are they on specific people's email lists? Do they follow specific influencers? Um, we could be like, I was given an example the other day of chiropractors, right? What kinds of equipment do chiropractors buy? I could start to then reach out to those chiropractic equipment manufacturers, right? So we're all we're doing is creating a list of all the places they may be. Now I have a list of where I can go to get my message in front of those people. Yep. No, and, and I think that's so, so huge. People, I think when you first start out in this whole entrepreneurial space, everyone's your client. Yes. Right? <laughs> so you said if, if they're breathing, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they can pay you. That hits the bucket, right? Yeah. But but like Corey and I, we, we did that and we learned very quickly there's a certain type of people that we just don't want to work for, but we were attracting all of those people. And we're like, okay, so what what is it that we're putting out in the world that is bringing this particular person to us? And yeah. we had to adjust our messaging to not attract that, but attract who we wanted to work with. Because that was something, you know, there's, we didn't want to create just a job. Like yeah. we love what we do. And if we surround ourselves with clients that we love working for, that has a message that are trying to impact the world in a, a positive way, that makes it less of a job and more of a passion thing that we just happen to get paid for Yeah, where we want to be. And we didn't want to work with a lot of the people that were originally coming to us. Yeah. So we had to we had to adjust our, our marketing a little bit. So how do you help someone get through that hurdle that we went through a little bit quicker so they're not attracting the wrong people and pulling their hair out? It's well, it's about at first having the conversation. So many people don't bring up the conversation, but it's going through what we just talked about. So if we're gonna work through that, right? Oftentimes, I mean, I can I I know whether people have a good handle on their target market and their ideal clients because we just ask it up front. Who are your ideal clients? And based on how specific they are, I can tell whether they've done any, any of this work prior. And 
you know, unfortunately, a lot of people haven't. Some 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 businesses have have a pretty decent idea, um, or they're so niched uh, in a specific market that they just naturally fell into that. Um, but if I don't, if I ask those questions ahead of time and I know that they don't have a good handle on it, then that's something that we're going to want to focus on as part of our initial work. And we just walk through that. I mean, it can be as simple as just going through your your customer database. Hey, let's pull some numbers. Let's who who did who did a lot of business with you? How profitable were they? Right? Let's run down the list. Okay, cool. Did you which ones on this list do you like working with? Let's highlight them. Okay, we just go through. We know they're profitable. You like them. Um, do you get good results for these people? You know, how long have they worked with you? I mean, it can be as simple as that. I mean, you could frankly go through your QuickBooks report and we could start working through that. So it doesn't have to be complicated. Um, but then once you have that list, then we can start to look at, okay, well, who are these people? And get that data because it's that data and that understanding of who they really are that is then going to help us move to that second step which is your messaging, right? How are you going to communicate with them in such a way that's going to be clear and engage and attract those types of people? You can't create messaging until you know who the hell you're trying to attract. Right. Agreed. Right. Agreed. So, you know? so looking at, at your, at, at Rialto Marketing, you, you have a wide ranging uh, offering of services. Yeah. Um, and, and so Ron and I were in that same boat. We, We've got uh, a wide ranging variety of services and some people are like, well, you got to just do funnels or you got to just do social media or you got to just do podcasting. And we've we've really, you know, done a lot of just podcasting over the last several months. Um, and that's really all we talk about uh, for the for the most part. But what are your thoughts on that side of things? Because, yeah, it's one thing you got to know your ideal client, but then also how far niche down are you? And uh, yeah, because we, again, we, we're in that same boat where, yeah, we'll build funnels for some people. We're just not out there advertising as much. We yeah. do social media for some people. We're just not at, out there advertising that, that much, but we're out there talking about our podcast and, and all the services we offer in regards to the podcast all day, every day. And uh, so, yeah, so tell us, like, what's what, you with your company? Where's that kind of live for you? I, so... We offer a wide variety of services because that's what our ideal clients need, right? So our ideal clients are smaller businesses. They're service-based businesses. So we work with a lot of coaches, consultants, professional service providers, and then home service businesses. And one of the things that I see as a huge problem for our ideal clients is they're either, they're either not doing a whole lot of marketing or they're trying to do marketing, but it's very haphazard. And the business owner may be managing multiple marketing providers. So they've got a website person and then they may have somebody that's doing some social for them. And then they got somebody else that's doing some email marketing for them. And the owner's managing those people, but they don't know what the hell those people are supposed to be doing. And because of that, there's no cohesive plan. The, the right hand is not in concert with the left. And it's very disjointed and fractional. And that's never going to work from a marketing perspective. So our ideal clients, either we're coaching them and giving them the outside eyes 
that they need to execute themselves, or we're doing the work for them. And we're one point of contact that is driving that plan and executing it. And we may not be implementing everything in their plan, but we can still be that, you know, for lack of a better term, that general contractor who's managing all those parties that are involved. And it's just, hey, if you got a question about your marketing, you come to us because we're the driver. We're the owner of that. And we're working as your partner to make that happen. So that's our that's our philosophy on it. Does that help? Yes, that, that is my favorite yeah. response and answer that I'm sure Ron and I are going to steal now. So yeah, it's yeah. yeah I, was, I was like, oh yeah, sounds great. Um. No, I mean, literally that speaks to our heart. I mean, at the end of the day, we try to be a one-stop shop for people in, in, in the niche that we're in, because then that way, one, it's just simpler, yep. right? For, for the customer, it's frictionless for the customer and they can focus on what they do best, which is selling, right? And, and just making sure they close the customer and do everything after they get to them. And then it's, it's up to us. And then We've all been a piece of that before for other customers where if they have four of those people, it's never one person's fault or responsibility. It's going to blame the other three people all day long. And we take that away because one, we can't stand it. And we try to get ourselves not in those situations because we've been there. Yeah. It, you right? know what too? It makes execution so much more difficult. Yes. Because you know I may be doing something and I need a website update done for other work that we're doing. Well, if I got to reach out to the website provider, it's just, we can have that done in 24 hours and ha and then half the time it takes three or four days. Yeah, we had one client that we were just doing the podcast and a couple of YouTube stuff. And we've been waiting, what? A month. Six weeks? Maybe six weeks, yeah. Like six weeks because we can't advertise stuff to point to their funnel because it's not done. And yeah. I was like, look, man, like... I'm not sure why it's taking this long. It would be a lot faster if we just did that. Like, let me just tell you, yeah. like, we would have been six weeks past that and you could have said something's not working, but something would have been up compared to we're waiting, right? Yeah. So, so how do you get people that are, if you are a piece and for those other agency people that haven't figured this out, let's say you're in and you just have a piece of that. How do you help them understand that they can offer other services to those people? Uh, how do, so how do I, how, how do you them? approach that? Yeah. How do you approach that? Um, so, well, so I, I mean, look, I just try to communicate as openly and honestly as I can with the client, you know, I mean, it's like, because look, it's tough when you're in that position where you're trying to get something done and their other provider isn't getting it done. Um, we just, we typically, we have direct communication with that other provider, but we're also copying the client on those communications so that we just keep an open line of communication. And you know, it's like, look, they, they're not stupid. They know that somebody's not getting it done. Right. And, you know, but what, what I'll tell you is we, this is not always the case, right? Cause it's, things aren't ideal all the time. Whenever we can, we try to push for us to manage as much as we possibly can. Um, sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. But you know what? Here's the other thing. I mean, we can make the choice where we just go, you know what? 
this isn't a good fit for us. Right. Exactly. You know? And so it's, you have to, and that's part of understanding your ideal clients and what you do best. And if you already know that it's going to be a headache, well, then, you know, then you can make that choice. Right. Mm -hmm. I've heard people say, well, we'll, we'll, we'll do it, but we're going to charge more and make more for the headache. And no. I just, headache. I don't know. Yeah. I, it's, I don't, I don't fall into that camp. I would rather just, if it's somebody that I've worked with before as an outside provider and I know how they work with, how they work, well, then, you know, that's not, we're not going into something that we don't understand at that point. And so if we've got a good relationship with those people, then we might say yes. But if it's somebody that we don't know, we might make the decision to say, you know what, this probably is not a good fit. Unless you can shift this this work to us, it's going to impede our ability to get done what we need to do. Yep. Love it. Yes. Okay. You know, hold on, Corey, before you say anything, <laughs> no. the other, the other way to instantly become successful in marketing is to have dark black rimmed glasses. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> okay. That, that, so anybody that that's not watching, like we are almost all wearing identical glasses, <laughs> like really strange. Right. So, so obviously you need the marketing glasses. They give it after you graduate. So congratulations. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Curry, go ahead. Uh, all, good. All, good. all right. So you mentioned a lot of marketers struggle to market their own business uh, because they skip some of the fundamentals pieces. Right. And, and I know you've got a podcast. I, you know, you've got your website, you've got a blog that you, you uh, publish to tell us like, what, what is your marketing plan for your own business? How are you getting in front of your ideal client? Yeah. So the first thing I'll tell you is when I got into this business and I, I wish I could remember who told me this, but somebody told me, you need to treat your own business like a client. And that always stuck with me. So, I mean, look, to this day in our project management software, there is a Rialto marketing project. Yep. And that is how we get stuff done. It is a priority, even though we're not, you know, getting paid to do it, we, we are because it's bringing in customers. So you got to make it a priority right. and you will not make it a priority if it is not a project. Um, what I will tell you from our marketing plan standpoint, um, I one it all get, it's got to start with the fundamentals, right? You got to have those things in place, then you can build from there. Um, but what we're really active in doing is, I am very much, I take the approach of we're going to share all the information that we have. We don't keep things secret. You know, when we were growing our distribution company, we grew it because we did tons of training tons of training. We helped our D our clients grow. And when they grew, our business grew as a result of that. And so I've applied that same concept with what I'm doing now in marketing. There's so much information out there, but sometimes people are like, gosh, what if I put out my best stuff? Well, who cares? Mm -hmm. Share it because anything that people want to learn about is on the internet. Right. My ideal clients are not going to take that information and implement themselves. What happens most of the time is people take it and they try to implement it and they run into roadblocks and they go, oh my God, I need help. And guess what? If the stuff I put out resonated with them, they're going to come back to us first. So we do, a, you know, we do our podcast, we have our blog, we, um, I do a lot of guest podcast speaking. So what I'm doing now, we have weekly marketing workshops that we do where we just put the information out. So we're just 
trying to add value and educate our ideal client base so that when the pain that they have with their marketing becomes great enough for them to want to take action on it, they think of us first and they want to have that initial conversation with us. That's how I approach it. So true. So true. I mean, it's funny you, you talked about making your company like a customer because we, that's what changed for us. Like when we were going through it, you know, we were doing all these amazing, cool things for other people and our stuff was just falling by the wayside. <laughs> Corey's like, well, what about this? I was like, I don't get paid to do that. <laughs> yeah. So, so like that's the last priority and I just, I don't have time. Right. And, and so we had to make it a priority because again, that is what attracts people to the business. Right. Yeah. So we, we make it a customer. And hindsight hacking media is a customer and, and we treat it as a customer and we go through the same, same things that our customers go through. Yeah. But, and you can also say to your, your prospects when you're having that initial conversation, it's like, Hey, look, I'm not going to ask you to do anything that I'm not already doing. Right. Go look at what we're doing from a marketing standpoint. And you know, if you're talking to other people, go look at what they're doing. Are they actually marketing their business? If they're not, then how can you have a high level of confidence that they're going to do a good job for you? Right. So, you know, that frankly, we test a lot of the stuff that we do on our business. I don't want to test my stuff on clients. Yeah. You can uh, mess you know, up I'm on gonna, your own all day. Yeah, I'm going to test it on myself. <laughs> right. You know, I'm that test subject. I'm sitting there pick, pricking my arm. Right. Um, so that's how we've approached it. And, you know, it's, I don't know, it works. Yeah. That's perfect. Cause, uh, Definitely having to treat yourself like uh, a, a customer is the only way that we were able to go from a hobby to a business. And, and that, that was what, what made the change and the shift. So, um, but yeah, definitely uh, let's, you know, show hindsight hacking. We got to talk about hindsight. So yeah. since, since 2010, since the, the beginning of Rialto Marketing, uh, what, what are some of the things that Oh man, man, you wish you knew in that first year that you didn't learn until year five or year eight, or you know what I mean? Like, what are those things yeah. that if you would have actually got you across the finish line or across that starting line even uh, sooner to to really make a difference that hopefully someone else can hear and take that and run with it? Yeah. So I I could have built the business much faster had I not tried to do it myself. And when I say that, I mean, there's the, the success models that you need to grow any business. They're out there. There's, there aren't new, they're not new. Um, I wish I would have had the foresight to reach out to somebody, whether it be a mentor or, you know, a mastermind group of some kind, just to get involved with people that were where I wanted to be. Um, because they could have given me all the information that I needed. I could have shortcut a lot of things. Instead, I banged my head up against a wall multiple times, many times um, when I really didn't need to. So I, I would say, don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, I always struggled with that, you know, cause it's like for a long time, I felt like if I was asking for help, I was showing weakness and it's really not. When you, when you have the self-awareness, and the strength to be able to ask people for help, you're just, it's showing confidence, you know, and it's also showing humility. It's just like, Hey, I need help. I'm stuck. 
and there's so many people out there that are more than willing to to help because they were there themselves. So um, don't be afraid to ask for help and uh, seek out those people that are already where you want to be. No, I love that. And and I know there's there's people listening and they're like, how do I get involved with Tim? And kind of, we talked a little bit about your past. What do you, what do you have coming up and what are you working on now? Um, we're, I'm just continuing to do the same stuff, man. I talk marketing and live marketing every day. I love it. And, uh, I, it keeps me on my toes. It's there from a tactical standpoint, things are changing all the time. So, um, you know, what do we have new going on? We do, recently, our podcast was once a week. We've shifted it to twice a week. Um, cause I just love doing this. We're, you, we're on StreamYard now. I've been using StreamYard for a long time and, uh, it's awesome, man. You can put together a great looking, uh, production and it's easy. So I love that. Um, but yeah, other than that, that's, I mean, that's what I'm doing is continuing to do the same thing. And we're ramping up our, our podcast production cause it's, it's fun. And from a relationship building standpoint, it's amazing. Yes. Uh, I, I, the podcast, I mean, Ron and I, we used to have a company uh, with a different name, but we started building traction and, and relationships specifically because of hindsight hacking. And so uh, we we ended up shifting to hindsight hacking media for our agency. And and uh, yeah, it's just because of the podcast, the, the doors that are open, the relationships that are formed, uh, like just I, I, anybody that if you are listening, if you are watching, if you don't have some kind of show, and you're trying to market your business, you need to take a look, take, take a step back and figure out how can you execute some kind of show. Now, if that's a YouTube thing, get it branded, do it on StreamYard. Maybe it's on, maybe it's a Facebook Live or our favorite is a podcast. And, and we, you know, we accomplish all of our, really all of our social starts and ends with our podcast. We, we yeah. do five days a week is our, our podcast from two interviews to three uh, solos. And, uh, I know you have quite a few solos for your own podcast because you're out there, you're given value and, yeah. and so many people just interview, which I definitely don't recommend. You got to be the subject matter expert on your own show. And so you can't, can't do that unless you're doing solos, but, uh, yeah, find a way to make it frictionless, find a way to get it out there. And, and that's awesome that you you're up in that to twice a week. And, uh, how about the blog? What's, what's your take and, and execution of that? So we actually shifted. So I've, we've had our blog, which was once a week for, God, it's been over three years. And um, I, we just made the shift this month to actually, we're not going to, right now we're putting our blog on pause and we're going to put all our effort into our podcast and do it twice a week. Um, I just, for our business, I mean, look, Whatever you do from a content perspective, you need to put something out because it's going to help you establish that authority and that credibility. And you just touched on this, Corey. We're no different than you guys. Our content drives our social media activity. It fuels it. I mean, you should never have to think about what, oh my God, what am I going to post on social this week? If you're creating content, you have all the social posts you need. And so we just use our content drives everything else from that drives our social, it drives our email marketing, all of that. Yeah, no, it's, it's all like one big happy family and, yeah. and it makes life frictionless. I mean, everything yeah. we do is like, it's like, Hey, here's this. Now let's just break it up into a whole bunch of micro content. And you got some quotes, you got this, 
you should have social for days and, and our clients or not our clients, but our guests, we do a whole bunch of shareables and yeah. there's this, there's this one guest that came on our show. Was it October? Mm-hmm. In October, she's still using some of the shareables. Today, <laughs> right. And I was like, that is the best use of our stuff ever. Cause it's a, it's branded, right? So yep. your name out there and she loves them and it focuses and showcases her. So there's a bunch of cool ways that you can, you can do that. And, uh, you know, I'm excited that we got to spend some time with you and connect with you a little bit. Um, but, uh, I would definitely know, I know there's people out there that would love to get in touch with you. What's the best way to do that? Yeah, the best way is to on our website. So go to rialtomarketing.com. That's R-I-A-L-T-O marketing.com. We did put together some resources just for your listeners on those fundamentals. There's some free resources there to help them get those going. And that's at rialtomarketing.com forward slash hindsight dash hacking. And they don't even have to opt in. But if they get into that stuff and they're hitting roadblocks and they need some help, just click on the get a free consultation button. It's all over our website. Be happy to to chat for a few minutes and help you push through those roadblocks. So, and that's a nice little ad. So thank you. And uh, I'm sure some, some of our guests will, our listeners will take advantage of that. So that again, everyone, rialtomarketing.com forward slash hindsight dash hacking, and you can get your free resources there. So Tim, that's a nice, nice touch. Uh, Definitely appreciate you jumping on today. Appreciate you having this conversation and, uh, Love, love chatting with fellow Denver, uh, Colorado, uh, you know, residents. So it's always fun. Yes, always. Thanks so much for having me, guys. I've enjoyed the conversation. All right. Ron is muted, so hopefully he doesn't stay muted. But I said right. thanks, Tim, and then he's gone. Oh, and he's gone. I'm sure he heard me. Okay, so everyone, oh my gosh, marketers talking to marketers. It's a blast. I love doing it. Denver folks talking to Denver folks. Like it was a win-win right there. But, uh, you know, everyone, we always have a couple takeaways for you. So, Ron, what do you got for us? One, you need to be on TikTok, Corey. So I'm just, just going to say that. And you have to have dark black glasses. So yes. if you, be a good marketer, you have to have glasses. No, no. Like, let's just be, let's be real for a second couple things he said that really resonated. One, you have to do the unsexy things to build that foundation. You have to do the stuff that no one wants to do in order for you to have the fun, cool, exciting stuff, right? Nobody that has, let's just say you're out there to try to get a Lamborghini. That's not your first car, right? You have to kind of build up to it, the Lamborghini. Unless it is your first car, then you're probably not needing this show. Just gonna say that. <laughs> okay. So, um, but the other one that I love, and it was a three work with who you want. Who are the most profitable? Who do you do the best work for? You know, that's something that you and I had a very similar conversation with that months ago. And we're like, yeah. who do we want to work with? Who do we want to deal with on a daily basis to help them get their message out? And that's how we shifted because we wanted to do what we love to do and enjoy what you do. Yeah, absolutely. And that was a, um, a business altering conversation by asking ourselves basically those same three questions and uh, allowing ourselves to not work with those that we 
struggled with. It was like, it, it was, we kept having uh, the certain niche of folks come to us and, and now like, yeah, we won't even talk to them. So, uh, but one more for, for the audience, one more is you can offer a variety, right? Everyone tells you to niche down and yes, you might need to niche down, but if you know your client needs an, a bigger variety of options and you can fulfill on that, that's okay. Yep. Right. We have an agency that offers quite a bit of stuff. Tim has an agency that offers quite a bit of stuff. And that is because he knows his clients. He knows their needs. So he offers their needs. And you and I talked about that. And you mentioned it today. Like we like to be the one stop shop. We want to be the one held accountable. And we want to be the one to make sure the buck stops with us if something's wrong. Right. We're okay to admit fault, to take blame, and we're okay to help you win as a client. And and so if you know your clients, if you've asked those three questions and you come back with, hey, I need to offer a few more things because that's what my client needs. Like, I love that. Uh, and yep, we're stealing that. We're adding that. And uh, so much so that I hope everyone got uh, a blast and some a few tidbits today. Head on over to Rialto Marketing. So R-I-A-L-T-O marketing.com forward slash hindsight dash hacking. Get your free resources from Tim and uh, the Rialto, Rialto Marketing team. All right, guys. Thanks for being the best part of the Hindsight Hackers community. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you had as much fun as I did. And you know what? If you're not already a member of our Facebook group, what are you waiting for? Head on over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash profits with. Guys, we are super excited to have you be a part of our community and help you get more visible, get more traffic and get more sales. That's right, Ron. And every time someone is in our group, we get to share all the tips, the tricks, and everything that you can get profits with from your summits, your challenges, your workshops, your podcasts, your vodcasts, and so much more. Guys, thanks for being the best part of the Hindsight Hackers community.